is a god of the game. That's the sound of CSK lifting their fourth IPL title. An impressive overall performance saw the yellow dad army beat the informed KKR. What's next for all these teams and who are going to join these eight teams in the next season? Talking about next season, the NBA season is going to start and what we can expect out of that. To round up, we will look at the World Cup qualifiers, weekend games and India's performance at the Thomas and Uber Cup. Let's go! Absolutely world class! Hello and welcome to episode 39 of Sports Charcha, where we are recording right after the IPL 2021 finals. It's Saturday morning or whatever you call it, Friday night, 12.15 a.m. So... Ishan, hard luck, KKR. But yeah, the better team won today. Yeah, I think, I mean, CSK post, uh, I think post the restart of the IPL have just been the most dominant team in a way. Uh, you could say Delhi, for example, but I would say the most consistent. Uh, and we spoke about this previously and also independently of this podcast as to how experience counts for something. And uh, the national pension scheme is one of the best investments in the world. And it paid off right now because, you know, a great uh, first inning score, 192 is like a huge target for a final and KKR just didn't have the weaponry to match it. But I think you saw the game ball to ball. What were your thoughts about this game? Uh, could Could it have gone the other way? Uh, not much. Actually, CSK didn't put a lot of things uh, wrong in this game. In fact, they even lost the toss. It was uh, Morgan's decision to uh, bowl first. And everyone thought that's the ideal thing to do. Previous five out of six games in Dubai has been won by teams chasing. In fact, this IPL over the towards the end of this IPL, we saw a lot of times teams chasing won the game more than the team setting. So everything went right for KKR in the beginning of the game. Uh, but I believe uh, their bowling wasn't up to the mark. And uh, to be fair, uh, Faf and Rutraj continued their impressive form throughout the season. Rutraj eventually won the orange cap. And uh, and I saw an interesting stat that uh, this is only the second time uh, in IPL's history, in 14 years of IPL, that a team with an orange cap holder won the tournament. Only the second time. Oh, wow. And the first time was back in 2014 when Uttapa did it for uh, KKR. So, so that, that was a pretty interesting stat I was looking at. So these two played really well. And uh, I thought Morgan wasn't up to the mark. There were there were some fielding misses. Some something was missing with the KKR team. And the way uh, Uttapa came and played, I honestly thought Suresh Raina's injury is a blessing in disguise. And now I don't even know whether it's not actually an injury. I was asked to sit down and let Uttapa play. That actually made a lot of difference. Raina was doing nothing, but Uttapa came and played to crucial knock. And yeah, that's as you said, 192. Uh, it's a very tough uh, score to chase and win. KKR has done it twice, actually. Eventually, KKR is the only team who have done it before. And they started off very well. But uh, one wicket fell and then KKR's middle order was exposed too early. And we saw how KKR's middle order was in the last two games. So yeah, CSK. So, yeah. So I will- few questions about this IPL. I believe personally it's been rather entertaining post the restart. I think I think the first half of the IPL was pretty dry. Not too many people watching it as well. But I think the second half, just because it was, it was a shorter format, 
you know fewer games and direct playoff actually yeah uh, enhanced the viewer experience but i'm going to ask you a couple of questions and just uh, ranking questions hmm. uh who according to you are the top 3 most impressive players out post the you know restart of the ipl stand out players for you so post the restart so you're talking only about the uae leg i think the first name has to be venkatesh ayer i mean he just came out of nowhere uh he to me looked like a like a love child of uh, sadagopan ramesh a bit of ramesh in him and like a bit of klusner in him <laughs> um i don't i don't know how to exactly articulate it i mean people who have seen klusner people who have seen ramesh might understand what i am saying but what an effective player what a confident player i have never seen a player starting his ipl career with such panache with such khutspa it was impressive so venkatesh ayer number 1 rutraj gaekwad has been supremely impressive as we said uh, orange cap holder so rutraj should be number 2 i would say and uh, the third player uh who can i third player could be i think harshal patel continued to impress he continued to uh, bowl very well so i'll probably take harshal patel as a third one now let me reverse it who are the three failures oh failures ah oh, man i mean this seems to be like a very soft target uh, this guy gets bullied a lot online i feel sorry for him for that but uh hardik pandya was a big failure uh, he is a very important player not just for mumbai indians even for the indian uh, t20 setup uh, seeing him not completely unleashing his potential is a little disappointing a little frustrating at times uh, so to me he is on top of the list only purely because of what he can do like his potential is enormous and feels like he is not realizing it so Hardik Pandya is definitely on top. Uh number 2 and 3 if I can think of very quickly Kohli kind of came well towards the end but he wasn't very impressive as a captain so Kohli I might say and uh, to an extent Sharma also in fact these names are more problematic because these guys are going to play for India in the next in the next week in fact uh, in the T20 yeah. World Cup so yeah the top players It didn't come out well at all. I I just to add to that, I would say I was pretty disappointed with Owen Morgan as a player, as a contributor, as well as a captain. Uh, he oh interesting. He got pretty lucky with you know really rare performances. If you in the last game in the semi-finals, six of the second last ball when you know it they choked basically. They just got lucky. Uh, otherwise, Delhi would have gone through. They had. 12 runs to win in four overs or something and they almost blew it uh, and that includes oin morgan getting out and today as you mentioned a couple of minutes ago about you know fielding error fielding placement errors etc i think he he got quite lucky it went unnoticed but i think for a player of his stature he really underperformed yeah actually when you said i wasn't thinking for some reason i wasn't thinking overseas player I was thinking Indian players only, but yeah, very interesting point. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know your intentions. I know your intentions. World Cup is coming up. You are being a little <laughs> selfish. Ah, uh, but I'm going to ask you an interesting question because I watch a lot of American sports, and when a season ends, the main focus is on squad rebuilds. 
So I'm going to ask you, uh, which team, according to you, needs a massive overhaul or a refresh to get back in shape for the next uh, season of IPL? So one thing should be, I mean, one team which actually needs a lot of changes is Rajasthan Royals. I mean, Rajasthan Royals have always been a team. Uh, you you will you will never see a lot of consistent players across years for Rajasthan Royals. They have been chopped and changed a lot. Uh, most of their players haven't continued playing with Rajasthan Royals for more than four five years. So that's one team. That I I'm I don't think they will even retain three players. I mean, a team can retain up to three players if I'm not wrong. Uh, so I don't think they will even retain three players. Probably one player, maybe. But so they will probably the team that will go for the maximum overhaul. Other than that, CSK needs a massive overhaul in the sense that lot of this, lot of these players are thirty five years old. I mean, see. uh they have done exceedingly well the results show for itself three out of uh three finals out of four seasons two victories in four seasons you cannot really pinpoint that this is not working but there are certain obvious evidences on the field when you see the difference between ruturaj gekward fielding in the outfield versus rampati rayadu running after a ball uh there is a massive gap in terms of fitness and fielding capability so hopefully they address that so i would say rajasthan royals csk obviously all the teams will go through a massive overhaul uh, we are going to get two new franchises also so it's going to be a very interesting auction this time it's going to be one of those two three days massive auction that keeps going on and on that's all we have for the ipl it's been a great season congratulations again to the chennai super kings hard luck uh Kolkata Knight Riders and also hard luck Delhi Daredevils and my favorite Ricky Ponting I really wanted them to do well uh but you know as Bala just said the drafts going to happen two new franchise clubs it's going to be really exciting uh next season to see what happens I hope there are no coachy tuskers coming up uh because we know how that went so yeah let's see how it goes So the NBA season is about to start in three or four days. In fact, the preseason games are almost over, or maybe it's over by the time you are listening to this. Maybe it's all over. So, Ishan, any interesting news that came out of the preseason? Any team looking good? Any player looking good? So, what can we expect? So, uh, historically, preseason games are treated see like like warm up games, and you know, not treated. very seriously i think most of the players actually say that they don't want to show their true form till the regular season starts primarily because there are 82 games in a regular season so you have enough time to you know gel and start getting the hang of playing with each other but the startling fact for me was when i saw a couple of games my team the los angeles lakers uh they've actually done quite a big uh, reshuffle they've got a number of veterans in as well as a big uh signing uh, Russell Westbrook coming in from the Houston Rockets and please note Russell Westbrook is one of the greatest uh, point guards in history uh he has averaged a triple double for the last two seasons it was never it's never been done before uh for people who you don't know a triple double why is it so amazing it's somebody for 82 games in a season averages double digit points double digit assists double digit rebounds or steals so three stats double for 82 games as an average uh so oscar robertson did it first and russell westbrook has beaten him like easily uh 
so he's joined the team. It's they've not gelled well at all so far. LeBron James, Russell, but they, it'll take time. So they've actually not won a single game in the preseason. So they're zero and six. But I think the big topic for this uh, preseason has not been basketball on the court. It's been about uh, certain players refusing to take get vaccinated due to religious reasons or due to certain other beliefs. And I think I am very proud and very happy that the NBA has taken a serious stance on this and made it very clear that if you are not vaccinated, you will not be allowed to play for the play any regular season game and or not even attend any preseason or training for the team. And I think this is a, a very bold step, especially when you look at how things are, you know, how adoption has been taking place with regards to vaccinations in the United States. So I, I applaud it. Uh, but a lot of teams, especially the Brooklyn Nets, with regards to Kyrie Irving, who's not been allowed to enter any training facilities, uh, he might be let go off due to his stance. Uh, we don't know. Uh, so this might create a lot of ripple effect in the NBA for reasons not basketball, which is strange, but it adds a lot of drama for the you know the season coming up. So yeah, I think that's my quick update for the NBA. Uh, a lot of news and updates will actually start once it starts mattering. Uh, right now, it's all off the basketball court. So that's about it for the NBA updates for this week. Once when the season starts, we will keep giving you regular updates as we move along. Now, in the next section, we will talk about the international football. Yes, the World Cup qualifiers. So, the World Cup qualifiers rounds have ended. Many teams played three games. Some teams played two games. So, it's all well heating up right up the top. In Europe, Germany and Denmark have already qualified for the 2022 World Cup. Yes, with Qatar, now we have Germany and Denmark confirmed to be playing in the 2022 World Cup. Ishan, Denmark absolutely bossed it. I mean, bossed it would be an understatement because they bossed it uh, in attack as well as in defense. Uh, their record is, you know, eight games played, eight games won, uh, 27 goals scored, zero goals conceded. Meaning, <laughs> meaning wow. let's not get carried away it's european qualifiers you need you can have an easier group but still not conceding a goal for goal for eight consecutive games is impressive i have a question back to you for denmark do you think this means anything with regards to denmark at the world cup can they do something well denmark has always been the new zealand cricket team of the 90s uh, they will always do well in the group stages They'll always be in the round of 16. Hardly ever they reach the round of 8, but they've gone beyond that. So, there will be a good addition to the World Cup. Like Denmark, uh, as you all know, over the last 5-6 months have become a bit of a crowd favourite, a neutral favourite. So, having them in the World Cup will actually add a lot of colour to the World Cup. And they're actually a very good team. So, I'm not sure whether this will turn into an impressive performance in terms of results in the World Cup, but uh, you will have some very good games against Denmark. So, I'm looking forward to that, actually. And let's move over to the other team that qualified, Bala, Germany. Uh, from the low days, literally and figuratively, uh, a, a couple of years ago, post their World Cup triumph, uh, they almost had a rejuvenation under Hansi Flick. You know, a lot of the, you know, they're playing better football, 
they're defensively a little more solid and you know you've got muller coming back from almost like retirement because low jokim low had come lost faith in him and he's back in the side and he literally scored the winner in the last game uh what do you think about german they're the eternal dark horses for every world cup uh would you still pick them as one of the favorites based on how they played the last 3 4 games uh, the last 3 4 qualifiers you will have to keep them you can't let them go uh you will have to keep them in and around that favorites area they're still not uh, as favorites as i would say a france or a spain uh but they are coming up there you can see that trajectory and once again hansi flick gets into a team a broken team brings them all together and suddenly makes them world beaters we will see probably see an emergence of timo werner i uh, hope he uh, transforms that form into uh, his club form for chelsea but there seems to be uh, a bit of a confidence in werner he scored about two three goals in that two games so yes germany are looking very good and hansi flick is an exceptional exceptional coach uh i i'm i'm i'll be i'll I'll watch out for germany definitely watch out for germany any other any other games bala that caught your attention uh, there was a couple of games that took place in south america uh, mr universe uh, or should i say mr i will retire post the world cup neymar got some goals under his belt and with a 4-1 win for brazil but anything else that caught your attention uh brazil drew their first game in the qualifiers i mean they have had the perfect result so far uh they have played what nine games or 10 games they drew one one everything else it was against colombia a very rare nil nil they have been absolutely top notch if you just remove i mean it's very easy to say right now but if you just remove that one nil loss to argentina in the copa america finals brazil have been on absolutely beautiful form they are scoring goals their defense is strong and they have embarrassment of riches in midfield especially so they are a very 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 strong team we were just talking about favorites uh, we were just talking about france spain uh, if brazil can get their act together they kind of seem to take it too easy too casual uh, sometime they lose their discipline on field uh, but chich has been exceptional for brazil so uh, with germany i would say brazil i'll watch out and argentina not very far but yeah brazil definitely the favorites argentina again are favorites to qualify So South America no big surprises actually. So international football as we were just discussing is over for now. So we are back to our regular club football action. So this weekend in terms of the magnitude of the games there aren't much big games. I mean we're not talking about an a Clásico in fact Clásico is coming the week after that we'll talk about that in the later episode. but in terms of big clashes there aren't many so what we have done is we have picked two games each ishan and i will talk about the two games that we think are worth watching and why we think they are worth watching so ishan why don't you start what's your first game i think the first game i'm really looking forward to is valencia versus barcelona uh, both teams struggling right now to be honest uh, when you look at valencia play you would not see that they are eighth in the league uh, because they've been playing some great football but just the results have not gone their way and their defense is pretty weak but barcelona on the other hand the only way i feel only direction they can go right now is up because they have been so poor 
and what's going to be interesting is that most of their squad were superstars in the international games uh which we've had in the last couple of weeks if you look at the likes of gavi even sergio busquets for spain he was he literally had a masterclass in midfield play in the last game for spain uh, you look at deon uh, and depay they've been scoring goals for fun so it's going to be interesting if they can bring that onto their you know club game under barcelona because barcelona desperately need a win they are on the back of two back to back defeats uh with atletico madrid and benfica so they really need a win uh right now because champions league football is going to come up and they are literally at the bottom of the table so this is a game which is going to be exciting uh valencia barcelona like a valencia madrid is always end to end stuff really looking forward to it uh my prediction by the way goes to uh, valencia not because i'm a madrid fan but i think valencia still i think are a good team to watch and play. they play really well that's my game and before i get to my second game bala what do you think which is your first pick so my game is on sunday night 7 pm it's between leverkusen versus bayern it's the bundesliga game the reason is very simple these are the top two teams right now in bundesliga bayern seven games 16 points leverkusen again seven games 16 points uh this is turning out to be a very very tight game bayern just lost their first game before the international break so this will be very crucial for them to win this game against leverkusen and other important point is a player from leverkusen watch out for him florian words he is is i think 19 or 18 years old or something exceptional player uh he is supposed to be kai havertz replacement for leverkusen so watch out for words he is he is making a lot of noise in in bundesliga right now is words a vikasa troop of havertz and werner <laughs> oh okay <laughs> Hopefully. But I also have a player player to watch out. You probably not have you might have not have heard of him. Uh, called uh, Robert Lewandowski. Uh, <laughs> he plays for Bayern Munich. Unknown player, probably winning the Ballon d'Or small award, IFA award for football, uh, given by the media. Uh, but yeah, he I think he can also play a pivotal role in that game. Not scored for a while. Yeah. To finish off my uh, picks for this weekend. not too many games as bala said but i think i would go for uh, roma versus juventus uh, because i would purely base it on the importance of history because both teams are not playing that well so i have to rely on you know that's the great thing about italian football you can always fall back on history when think the current situations are not very good <laughs> uh, so juventus actually to be very fair to them are on the up as predicted as usual under allegri they start off very poorly and then they get their act together uh, so they've got a, uh, you know a bunch of wins on the trot uh, roma on the other hand started off like a rising phoenix but now the somebody is doused the flames and they're on their way down typical mourinho style so they're both you know going back to normalcy uh, i expect a juventus win but it's going to be interesting because this you always have a mourinho factor in that game and for me a uh, mourinho versus any big club is a game to watch because either way mourinho will make something interesting if they if roma is getting thrashed he'll punch allegri in the face uh you know two foot tackle kielini and his season something or if he's winning he'll run across the pitch in front of allegri and slide you never know 
so it's going to be entertaining there is an interesting there is an interesting uh, history between the uae crowd and uh, morinho so that will also be an interesting thing to watch out for so bala uh, quickly what's your second pick just before going to my second pick quickly the three games that we talked about all are on sunday night leverkusen uh, bayern is at 7 pm juve roma and barca valencia both at night 12:30 like technically monday but sunday night my second game or the last game of this round of weekend games to look forward to is again a serie a game but this time it's between lazio and inter so the reason why this is a great game is again lazio it's maurizio sari again he has an history with all the north side clubs all the milan clubs and all the turin clubs so that is one interesting matchup to look forward for and see it's the two big cities in in italy it's it's rome versus milan it's always a big thing when these two or the teams from these two cities clash uh, and also inter have had a very good start so far so they will look forward to continue their impressive form lazio didn't follow up with their impressive win against roma in the rome derby they lost to bologna so they will look forward to uh, shake that off and start this session this club's football uh, period uh, with a winning note So that is my second game that's on Saturday night 9:30 well technically tonight it's Saturday 12:44 a.m. so technically tonight 9:30 p.m. so watch out for all these games guys uh, Leverkusen Bayern is in Sony i believe remaining all three are on vote uh, so watch out for these games and uh, we'll talk about these games when we come back on Monday Okay, enough of football, enough of cricket, enough of NBA. Let's talk about badminton, especially the Thomas and the Uber Cup. For those who don't know what is the Thomas and Uber Cup is, is basically it's a biennial badminton tournament, pretty much the Davis Cup of badminton where countries play against each other. So India, uh, we have both men's and women's team participating in this. women's team they qualified for the quarter finals out of the group stage but unfortunately lost to the defending champion japan so they are out of the tournament the men's team have qualified for the quarter finals they were in a group with china who are the defending men's champion so india will be playing their quarter finals so hopefully we will get to see them finish in the podium now this is live on star sports and hotstar so badminton fans do uh, look out for this if you want to know any major names that are playing in the men's team we have sai pranit people uh, who watched olympics who followed olympics will remember sai pranit so he is there playing so let's make sure we watch and we support and we cheer for our team so all the best india do well in the thomas cup All right guys that's about it for episode 39 I am actually in a very good mood thanks to Chennai Super Kings hopefully this mood continues forever at least for the end of this week and then we'll see what happens in the next week Ishan is giving me that you are dead to me you are dead to me look uh, this is a like luckily for me and unfortunately for you guys this is not a video podcast <laughs> I think this is destiny because uh, you know the when we started this podcast it just turned out that Bala the Barca supporter I am a Madrid supporter and the, the IPL finals happened between his team CSK and my team KKR so I think we always kept it entertaining and uh, hope we have many more such finals uh, but yeah have a great weekend guys happy dashera to all our indian listeners uh, 
and we'll see you on monday with all the premier league and all the serie a and la liga results and many many more sport updates so have a great weekend guys it's bye from me ishan and bye from bala guys have a great weekend bye bye thank you everyone for listening if you enjoyed what you heard please make sure you hit the subscribe button and also please like we are literally begging to rate our podcast on whichever app you are listening to it not only helps us but also helps new listeners to find our podcast easily you can also reach out to us on twitter and instagram at the rate sports charcha a big shout out to the jam room audio for our theme music you can follow the jam room on facebook at the rate the jam room audio bye